Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homicer with you as always. And Kurt, this is the first time we've been meeting in about a week or so. Have you been? What's going on? Nothing much, my friend. As it has been this entire quarantine, we are staying indoors and uh, you know doing doing our thing. But we're, it seems like we're slowly getting out of this. We're slowly getting some sports back. But uh, we are mm-hmm. always here with our sports talk on Laces Out. So uh, as always, we have another awesome guest today. So Jared, I'll let you do the honors. Yes, Bucks defensive end William Golston joining us today. Will, we appreciate you coming on, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for the invite. No problem. So, you guys have been kind of the talk of the town throughout the offseason, landing old TV 12 at quarterback. Uh, so, what's that been kind of like for you? I mean, the past few years, um, obviously, Jameis was the man there at quarterback. Now you get arguably the greatest quarterback of all time now leading the charge. So, what's it been like for you guys uh, under the new direction of Tom? Really uh, haven't necessarily had that type of direction. We haven't been able to coexist yet with everything that's going on. Uh, haven't had the opportunity to talk to him. To be honest with you, there's nothing much that I could talk to him about. That's a lie. But um, I'm excited for the direction that the team is going. Uh, I think uh, with that type of leadership, because of the caliber and his list of accolades that he has, I think he'll be able to take us in another direction or a bigger step forward. I mean, this is, well, this is your eighth year going in with Tampa Bay here, correct? Yep, eight, going in. So, I mean, this is probably the most type you've seen around the team since you started, maybe. I mean, you get Tom Brady, you get Rob Gronkowski. There's going from going seven and nine last year to possibly Super Bowl contenders this year. I mean, that's got to get you absolutely pumped. But, like, what's what's the team mindset? I know every year you're going in saying we're going we're gonna to make the playoffs, we're going to win the division, we're going to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, is it different this year, just talking to maybe your, your defensive teammates? I know you said you haven't talked to Tom yet, but once you get into training camp, I mean, kind of what's, what's the mindset? What's everybody going to be thinking? Because it's going to be a lot different this year for sure. I mean, I, I know the defensive line mindset, the interior guys is destroy whatever is in front of us. But to be <laughs> you don't go into the season, I think you're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't Actors to prepare with any other agenda when you're playing football at this level. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and obviously the, the offense has been getting a lot of hype since Tom got there. But this is a defensive unit featuring a lot of young studs like y- yourself. You got Vita Vea with you on the on the defensive line, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. This is a very good defensive unit. You guys seem to kind of be flying under the radar. Uh, is that kind of how you guys like it um, in terms of just kind of being kind of a sneaky good defensive unit? Or would you rather, you know, you do want more recognition for, you know, the work that you guys have done? Because last season it was it was a great year defensively for you guys under Todd Bowles. Last season got lead at in the past. It was, uh, it was the first year. It was our first year under Todd Bowles. We did mm-hmm. pretty 
towards the end of the season. As long as we carry what we did at the end of the season, going into the season, and just continue to take those steps and continue to take the gains of product productivity. But um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I'm excited. You, it's it's hard for me to talk about anything because you can always have a plan until you get hit in the mouth. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> but you still got to get hit in the mouth. Either you're gonna take the punch or you're gonna get a punch. So I'm waiting for Pat. Right. I mean, it, it was probably it was a tough year last year for you guys uh, finishing seven and nine. And, you know, at, being a defensive player, being, you know, a veteran on that defense. Is it frustrating? Is it is it tough? You know, seeing your quarterback kind of throw throw 30 interceptions throughout the year, um, kind of not putting the team in the best position, relying heavily on that defense there. Um, so kind of what was the team's relationship with Jameis? Uh, was he was he a good leader? Was he kind of tough to work with? And kind of then seeing him going to the division rivals to the Saints. I mean, kind of what was your your perception and your relationship with uh, Jameis there and the whole team? I, I hold Jameis as a close friend. Um, I think he's a phenomenal leader. I think all of the qualities of him as a man and on and off the field will help him succeed. Uh, I don't care that he went to the Saints. Just give me an opportunity to hit him, to be honest with you. <laughs> First things that happen or transpire during the game or any game during any time I play, it's out of my control. Uh, what he does, what the offense does in general is out of our control. Whenever we get an opportunity to step on the field, we got to be that that wall. No matter where they start at, if they start at day 20 or our 20, we got to be able to shut them down and keep them from gaining the yard. Uh, we don't want them to gain anything, but if we can hold them to a field goal, that's good. That's cool. Just give us, they give us an opportunity to put our offense back in the field to capitalize next time. And then speaking of you know, everything going on with the Saints, Drew Brees made some comments a while ago, and that sparked a lot of outrage from not only around the league, but from his teammates in general. Uh, with everything that's been going on in the world for the past you know, month or so, uh, how have you guys had any conversations um, internally about what you guys plan on doing in terms of protesting? Do you guys plan to kneel during the anthem? What's going on in terms of that? Uh, right now, internally, yeah, there's a lot of conversations going on because it is such a big thing, something that's never happened before mm -hmm. in the history of any of this. So uh, it's hard to know what you're going to do. It's hard to prepare. It's hard to know exactly what's going on. Um, to be honest with you, I know that there are guys on our teams that – all guys on my team that are going to be pillars to the community to try to do stuff and uplift. Uh, to me, I got to focus on the things that's most important to me, which is my family. As long as I keep my family safe, that's that's my end goal. Because it, ultimately, everything else is out of my control. The things I can control, household, and what I can do to prepare my family for it, anything, make sure I can protect them. That's mm -hmm. all I want. Yeah, I mean – and, I mean, do you have any thoughts on maybe what Drew Brees said? I know a lot of guys came out on Twitter, on social media, and kind of voicing their opinions, their their disagreement with him. Um, so, I mean, do you have any kind of thoughts on what Drew Brees said? Does, does it affect you? I mean, obviously, it affects everybody in different ways. But kind of your your thoughts on, uh, on his comments about kneeling uh, during the anthem. Same as it was when it first transpired. It's not my, it's nothing I control. I can only control what I do. I care less what somebody says, to be honest with you. Plus, him openly speaking is a pillar of the Constitution. Like, we have the freedom of speech. So I can't be upset that he feels any type of way. I can only look, process what's going on, and move forward. I, I can't be stuck in the past. 
he did put out an apology too. Uh, but most of that stuff I'm kind of under a rock with because, like I say, I focus on being a dad every single day. That's my joy, and nothing stops. So, uh, what he says is, that's just, if it's truly how he felt, he came out with a positive. Hey, man, everybody's human. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. And speaking of, I mean, Kurt brought this up earlier. Uh, as we get back to the football side of things, you're going into your eighth season. This is now kind of this is a young defense that you guys are working with. Obviously, Vita Vea, first round pick for a few years back. Um, you know, the secondary is one of the more young units in in the league. So, how does it feel? You know, in terms of your career, going from that young guy now transitioning into being one of the veterans on the team, one of the leaders of that defense. So, how has that transition kind of been? And what are the differences to you in terms of you know when you were a young guy compared to now? It's a crazy transition being the older dude in the room. Not even older in age. There's some guys that, that I'm I'm older with years, but we closer in age than you know, eight three years in the league, we real close mm -hmm. to being the same age as me. But um just being able to have that mental toughness. I know we have not won as much as I wanted or as much as anybody would want. We haven't won as much. But being able to have that mental toughness, I've had a lot of close games and uh I'm being on the wrong side of the fence all the time. I know what excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. No. You get going. Uh, <laughs> the other side of the fence, I know what not to do, and that's things that I can tell guys, like, hey, man, that's, it's not going to work. It's not the best way to take care of your body. It's not the best way to do this. Uh, if you if you want to be productive, you got to do it this way. Being able to play in multiple defenses throughout these eight years has allowed me to be able to play from 4-3 to the 3-4 mm -hmm. inside. Uh, so I, I know a little, but it's always a lot to learn. I can say that. And I mean, like you said, you were you're, you're kind of the vet on that team now, and uh, you're somewhat new teammate. Uh, first time on the team last year, Sha Shaq Barrett. Uh, he, he's been around for a little while too, but he had quite the year last year. I mean, it's got to be exciting to play next to him. It's got to be exciting to have him as a teammate. I mean, what what did you see in his growth from his first snap with the team to the last snap of the team last year? Because uh, I'm sure you taught him. I'm sure he taught you some things. And I'm, I'm sure he's probably a very good leader on that defense after the year that he had last year. Definitely. He, he is a leader. He, that's the thing about our defense. I feel like everybody leads and everybody follows. There's nobody that holds that, that iron throne. I would say maybe Levante. Levante probably is like the solid leader that anybody can go to. But within each and every position group, you have all leaders throughout the way. You can learn from, lean on, hold, definitely hold each other accountable. And I feel like everybody holds that trait. Even Devin White, he's a young guy too. Nobody, we haven't really talked about that much, but he's one of the leaders. He's a very vocal leader, very passionate guy. Shaq, very, very fluent. One of the coolest guys I've ever met. JPP, also a leader. Sue, leader. Vita. Everybody, like everybody in the room, it's not anybody that I can just single out and say, hey, that's the leader. But, but the year that Shaq had, that was, that was nuts. 19 and a half sacks for anybody that doesn't know that is just, yeah, that's, that's unreal. That's <laughs> crazy. sacks in the first half of the season. That's crazy. I know. That's wild. What's but, it, uh, go ahead, Kurt. No, I was just going to say, I mean, going, because everybody's going through this right now. We got the quarantine going on. Uh, a little different for for NFL offseason. Training camp's supposed to be starting up and starting up in a month or so here. But uh, what have you been doing? I mean, it, you can't get into the team facilities. 
Uh, you've been working out at home. Have you been working out with any of your teammates too? I mean, you guys meet up anywhere? Kind of what's what's been your plan so far during uh, all this quarantine? I've been doing both. I, I work out at home. I have a gym in the back, and then I work out at a trench academy. It's like a D-line specific, if you want to say. Uh, so I've been working since February. Uh, I took like maybe three weeks off. And I've been working since February the fourth Valentine's Day. I started working out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Haven't stopped. That's I the type have of motivation I need in my life right now, mate. <laughs> you said what? That's the type of motivation I need. <laughs> hey, we got a chance to play in the Super. We got a chance to win the Super Bowl. You got, a, you got a chance to play in your home home field at the Super Bowl. The, Super first, Bowl the first team to ever do that. You guys will be the first team to ever host a Super Bowl and play in it at the same time. Like, this is a chance for history, for not just for your friend, but NFL history. Like, how crazy is that just kind of running through your head right now? I've got three little boys. If I can have that type of legacy to pass down to them, that's something that they'll mm. be able to pass to whenever they have any of the first time. Say, hey, my dad did this. He was the first to do that. <laughs> just, that's why I'm working so hard. Mm -hmm. I work right. guys have big footsteps to follow. Yeah, I mean, it's I it just to see that NFL history to have, excuse me, to have a team play in their home field for the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan through and through here, Will, but I want to I want to see you guys go to the Super Bowl just because of that. I mean, to have your home home field advantage, have the fans there. I mean, it would be it'd be pretty wild to see. I'm I'm excited for this for this year. Apple will erupt. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kerr would love to see his Bills take you guys on to the Super Bowl, but uh, I think he'd want you to keep your paws off Josh Allen if that did happen. <laughs> There's a lot of good contenders in there. There, yeah, is. there is. It is going to be a very, very fun year. And I, I do want to, I kind of want to touch on something. Jared, you and I can continue this talk once we uh, let Will go. But mm. well, we, uh, <clears throat> we see this, all, all these rumors coming out now that. Uh, superstar safety Jamal Adams wants out of the New York Jets and he's got a list of, of teams that he's interested in playing for and that he would love to play for and Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out as one of the teams that he would uh, be interested in playing for obviously I think as a defensive player is uh, from your standpoint I'm sure you would welcome that I'm sure you'd love to have a, a player of his caliber come in um, and I think that would take the team to the next level so I mean what are your thoughts on that would you would you welcome that in would you be absolutely pumped to have Jamal Adams play for your team or do you maybe want to keep your continuity that you have with your teammates right now I don't think it's it goes to the aspect when it comes to that point you think about it from a business standpoint uh would it be able to help the defense become more productive or will we be able to coexist with everything that's going on as far as the players is there as long as it's open reality to compete before we're spot I don't care I want, I want the best. As long as you're willing to come in and compete, no matter who it is, from uh, unrestricted free agent, undrafted free agent, first-round pick, you're willing to come in and put the work in. Anybody's going to open arm accept you. So, to me, it's, it's out of my control, number one. But right. I, as long as you can compete or productive, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. If Jamal Adams ends up in Tampa Bay, I'm going to be one not happy individual. I'll say that much right there. Because that at that point, it's just going to start getting unfair. I do want to ask you about head coach Bruce Arians, the pride of York, Pennsylvania, Bruce Arians, by the way, where I'm from. Uh, it's got to be incredible playing for him. Uh, obviously, one of the more uh, – kind of a rep of being a more laid-back, uh, player-friendly coach. What's it like – what was it like last year, uh, his first year in Tampa, 
Uh, and what's it like playing for him? I think you can tell from the mindset and the way that we played on the field what is what he was like. Uh, not just mm -hmm. him, from from top to bottom. Uh, everybody respects you like you're a man. They give you the opportunity to either succeed. They they help you not. They try to put you in the best position not to fail. But if you fail, they give you opportunity to be able to regain who you are, regain your confidence, your strength, and it. And you can see by the production from our defense, offense, everybody. Like every, I think everybody was more productive last year, and it, it showed just from off the. Well, I, I got a lot of respect for Coach Aaron and the whole coaching staff, especially the defense staff. Uh, I've been on a lot of. I've had a lot of different staffs. And, uh, <laughs> I would say these are sensational great guys from teaching to treating me like a man to being able to go to for mentorship as well. It's just a great staff. Awesome. Well, well what are your, pers yeah, what are your personal goals for this year, Will? Oh, all right, go ahead. Personal goals for this year, I want to at least double all of my tackles for loss. I want to I lead the team in tackles for loss, be top of top five in the league tackles for loss. Uh, want to be way more productive in the pass rush game. All in all, I want to win. And I want to make sure that I'm not the reason why we don't win. Three goals. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. We will be rooting for you, my friend, as always. Unless, of course, you face my Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Then ah. I can against you. But uh, <laughs> we, we can't thank you enough for coming on our show for a little bit, for giving us some time. Uh, so good luck this year, my friend. Uh, we will be rooting for you. Thank you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate the time. It. Appreciate the time, Will. Have a good day. Good my friend. All right, mate. And that is Will Golston, defensive end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, potential Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are. This and year. It's pretty wild to think. I mean, thinking back last year, they're not, not quite the laughing stock, but their quarterback was. I mean, Jameis Winston, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, nothing, to, nothing to be serious about. It's kind of funny. And we talked about it on this show multiple times where, I mean, we had a countdown to see if he would get 30 for 30 and were eccentric when he did. But, I mean, we've talked about it before. If he only threw 20 interceptions, there's a real chance they could have been, you know, a 9-7, and 10-6 and six team and a wild card team. So, uh, when you bring in a guy like Tom Brady, who, I mean, I would bet wouldn't throw 30 interceptions this season. No. Uh, Especially with, with, the, with the talent that they have on offense, hmm. I think he will be doing just fine. Yeah, so I like Tampa a lot this year. Uh, the NFC South is going to be maybe the best division in football this year uh, in terms of, you know, win-loss. I mean, they're going to be up and down with the a NFC West as well. So there's, the NFC is going to be, as it always is, incredibly competitive, very just spread out in terms of uh, talent and the, the playoff race. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially now that we have that seventh spot in the, in the wild card. Right. So it'll be, I mean, fun. Have, it'll be fun to have, see. Have we seen Brady play with – a supporting cast like this ever before. I mean, I feel the like closest thing that I could probably think of is the 07 Patriots. But um, I think that this team in terms of just pure talent, right. obviously Randy Moss was incredible, but uh, I would take Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin over Wes Welker and Dante Stallworth. Um, I mean, and I, of course he's got, he's got Gronk back too. So you can't, you got Gronk. See, I'm the th not too the worried about Gronk. I don't think he's going to be the Gronk that he was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you have Gronk, Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard on the same team that could possibly line up a three tight end formation. That's kind of scary. I'm just, I want to see what they do with that because I don't see them keeping all three of them. O.J. Howard seems to one out. He's right. worn it out for, yeah. it seems like, the past year. So if they decide to move O.J. Howard, I think that would probably be the best move and then just run with 
Gronk and Cameron Brate. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But, you know, defensively, I think this is the best – maybe the, in terms of talent, maybe the, def- the best defensive team that he's had. Obviously, the Patriots last year were a superstar defensive, te- defensive team. But, you know, when I look at at least the front seven with Golston, with uh, Shaq Barrett, Devin White – Vita Vea, Sue. I mean, they've got a very stacked front seven. Secondary is young, so we'll see how that plays out. They just drafted Antoine Winfield Jr., who will be an immediate contributor for them. So it'll be fun to see how the secondary matures. Um, Vernon Hargrave is no longer there as well. He got released midseason last year now in Houston. So I think that defensively, in terms of front seven, it's maybe the best front seven Tom's ever played with. Um, and in terms of weapons overall, I think it's the best weapons group that he's had. Um, and the closest thing I can think of would be the 07 team where they won, you know, all 16 and Randy right. Moss and Tom Brady broke every w- record in the book. I mean, that's why you, you mentioned the secondary there. That's, that's probably the only, only, the only question mark of that team because mm. everything else is pretty solid. Offensive line, they got Tristan Wirfs in the draft. They have great weapons. They have a good backfield, everything else. I think they could possibly have debated. They, they could have, maybe the best linebacker core in the league with Levante David, Devin mm-hmm. Williams, and Shaq Barrett. So secondary is the only question, which is why I brought up possibly Jamal Adams joining the team, because you add Jamal Adams to that team, that, that just I'll, – I'll boycott. I don't care. <laughs> that is, I'm done. That, that would be probably my Super Bowl pick if you add Jamal Adams, because the secondary yeah. is the only question. You and know, we can... Tom Brady does not need a lot of time to – you know, mature with his team and go together with his team. He's going to work together yeah. with anybody. We've seen that. He, he makes guys off the street look good. So I think he will be just fine. And Jamal Adams, he could be a Buccaneer, my friend. Here's the thing. Last year, I spoke Minka Fitzpatrick into being a Steeler into existence. And I feel like if I say it enough, Jamal Adams could join uh, me. As a, from the business side, I don't think you want Jamal Adams. You don't want to. Give I think up, I do want Jamal Adams. You don't want to give up all these assets for a guy who's going to command big money after this year. Steelers, I'm sorry, they're not. I don't think Pittsburgh. they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, even if you trade for Jamal Adams. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I want to go for broke for this one or two year span where I've got Big Ben there. If if you could come to me right now and say, okay, you've got to trade Terrell Edmonds, Juju, and a few draft picks for Jamal, I would take that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You know how I feel, though, about the whole Juju thing. I think he's going to be gone next year anyway. I, yeah, I, think I, know, I know you don't like Juju. And he, yeah. He, and I, I didn't say I don't like him. I'm saying that he's, he was very overrated as a one because he played alongside the best receiver in football for the first right. two years of his career. And as soon as AB was gone, he commanded more attention. And his numbers took a ginormous – obviously, the quarterback play is going to be attributed to that. But Deontay Johnson led all rookies in receptions with that same quarterback play. So I don't – I think that that excuse is kind of overplayed a little. Um, and James Washington took a leap forward as well with that quarterback play. So uh, if they could do that, there's not a loser there because you got Terrell Edmonds to replace Jamal. He's not going to be as good as Jamal Adams, obviously, but he's a starting safety in this league. Juju would put uh, – give another weapon to Sam Darnold with Denzel Mims, which would make the Jets offense, you know, a little bit more explosive. And I think that Juju and Denzel Mims would make a great – one-two punch for Sam Darnold. Yep. Sam Darnold and Juju played together in college at USC. So I think that all the signs make sense for that trade to happen. The Steelers, I mean, Ed Bouchette, uh, the, one of the most respected reporters at um, uh, the Pittsburgh Tribune, he's saying that he doesn't expect Juju back next year. They should have 
they had an offer from the 49ers for a first round pick for Juju. And I said, no, <laughs> this is their time to make up for that mistake. <laughs> okay. But and, here, here's the thing. Jamal Adams uh, has a, a nice little list of teams that he'd be interested in playing for in the Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh wasn't on him. I know. Not on that list. I'll run through yeah. the list right now for anybody that doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. We already know he's from Dallas. I think that's where he yep. really wants to go. Uh, I think oh, the betting oh. odds right now, if I had to guess, that's where he ends up. Right. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because they, they almost did it at the deadline last year. So yeah. I think it was very close. So it goes yeah. Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens, which would just be unfair. Uh, I'd quit football forever if that happened. Houston Texans, which I don't know why he wants to go there because I would not want to deal with that organization. <laughs> Super Bowl contenders, they just won last year. We don't know. Can maybe. you can you imagine Tyron Matthew and Jamal oh, Adams in the same Jamal secondary? Adams, the LSU boys back together. If Okay, if the Chiefs got Jamal Adams, I think there is a very legit chance they run the table, go 19-0. I'm not – that is not an exaggeration. I think that if they get that defensive firepower with Mahomes, I think that that would be the team with the best chance maybe in history to run the table. I think that very much could happen. There, there's two other – well, there's three teams. The 49ers is the other team, which would just be unfair as well. There's two teams that I think are really interesting, which is the Philadelphia mm -hmm. Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks. Eagles traded for Darius Slay. That Eric would be fun. It was very bad. Abysmal. You add Jamal Adams, and that team is a Super Bowl contender again, I would argue. I think they're already a Super Bowl contender with the fact that Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are back healthy. They drafted Jalen Rieger. Carson Wentz is a top-five quarterback in this league. I don't care what anybody yeah, wants to argue with me do. about. They got – yes, they got – they've got maybe the fastest receiving core in the league right now in terms of guys who can just fly. Uh, so, I, you know, the running back situation with Miles Sanders – uh, I think he really emerged as one of the more underrated backs in the league. I mean, he had a phenomenal rookie season last year. When they were running out of weapons, he was very consistent for Wentz. So I think that Philadelphia right now is a contender in the NFC. I had them be my number one seed in the NFC uh, going into the season. So I, if you add Jamal Adams to that mix, I think that they could very much be a super, even more of a Super Bowl contender. In terms of Seattle, um, I think that as long as they got Russell Wilson, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have eight or nine wins just based off of that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think if Jamal would land there. Um, the Legion of I mean, Boom again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner still. Um, and then Jamal Adams back there roaming the secondary with um, – they got Quadri Diggs last year from Seattle um, – from Detroit in the trade deadline. So, I mean, you put him and uh, Jamal Adams alongside each other. And their other safety – Who I'm shooting a blank right now who their other safety is. Uh, but even then, they – might be able to just still hold on to him and uh, maybe run, you know, rotate some three safety, or they'd have to trade him to get him. So I, I don't know. But, but I think the odds on favorite would be a Dallas. Lot of teams, a lot of teams on that list, but I think we can pretty much agree that he will not be a New York Jet come week one. Yeah, I think that's, that's safe to say. Um, Which is and, because my Buffalo Bills play them week one. <laughs> it happens to be that way. So, And the thing is, I just don't understand why they won't give him the money. They drafted him six overall, hoping he would become the superstar that he has become he in, a very, in a very short period of time. That's what you want from a player. You want him to earn the money that he eventually wants. He has done more than earn that. He has carried that defense to what it is. I, don't I just don't understand why you don't pay him. I don't think they use him right either. I think they – a lot of the times they will send – I think they use him on blitzes too much, which is great. Use your safety for blitzes. That's awesome, mm. but – He's 
I mean, this guy is a absolute lockdown defender, ball hawk yeah. back there, and I, I the, don't even get me started with the Jets. I think I think a lot of it is Adam Gase too. I think Adam Gase is an absolute moron. So as long as he's there, <laughs> I don't see the Jets winning many games. And I know you have them as your dark horse for that division, but and here's the thing: we had Matt Verderam on a few weeks ago, and he said the exact same thing you just did. The fact that if Adam Gase is there, he's not putting any trust in this. If Jamal Adams is gone. I've got a one. I reserve a right to change my prediction if Jamal Adams leaves, which I think he's gonna. So I'm gonna hold on to that and I'll redo a bunch of stuff. But yeah, this Joe Douglas is a smart guy too. I mean, he helped the Eagles win their Super Bowl a few years ago, and I just don't understand how a guy who knows that. I mean, they had a a good defense the year in Philadelphia that they won the Super Bowl. He knows what it takes to do that. Jamal Adams is an absolute superstar. You can't let superstars walk for nothing. You can't I, – I just don't get it. It's not like they really have too many big contracts on that team. They have Le'Veon, and maybe that's – they have a few guys on the defensive line that, that – I caught. think they gave C.J. Mosley a solid deal when they signed him in free agency. Um, they released Tremaine Johnson, and I think they have a little bit of dead cap with that because that signing did not pan out the way that they right. were hoping. But, but other they, than that, I mean, even team. with Le'Veon Bell, it's not a huge right. contract. I think he's making 12 and a half a year, which is – it's big, but it's not ginormous to the point where they can't make moves. And Sam Donald's still on his rookie deal. So I think that they they had an opportunity to do what the Rams did, which is get a bunch of talent around Sam Darnold and just try to make a run. And I get, you know, the Le'Veon Bell signing, that was nice, but they need help up, up front. And they did that in the draft this year. But yeah, this is just a very dysfunctional organization. And I don't know, mate, it's We'll see what happens. I love it. Give it to me. Give me the – I know you love it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, all right. I figured we could wrap up the show doing something similar to what we did a few weeks ago when you named all starting Bills quarterbacks from from 1999 on. And we talked about doing a Browns one. Right. And I found a Browns one. Okay. And I believe they're they're 30. 30 since 1999? 30 quarterbacks since 1999 have started at least one game for Cleveland. Wow. Okay, that's gonna be so. Tough. That's gonna be tough. We only have about ten minutes left, so I don't know if we can do it. We've now. got four minutes to do the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All so, right. Let's, uh, all right, let's so, run through this though. I, I, I don't. I don't know my my Browns history from about 1999 to maybe 2010. Well, I, luckily for you, I I do. So we can get we can get a solid amount. I know that. Right, so we'll play right. the quiz and we'll see how it goes. Are you ready? Let's cool, do it. Cool. I'll say Jason Campbell was okay. one. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Oh, Baker, obviously. Baker, yep. Um, Kelly Holcomb. Yep. Um, Brian Hoyer. Tim Couch. Brian Hoyer. Um, uh, who else would there be? Um, oh, um, Brandon Whedon. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the fun part of the quiz where, like, you just remember, oh, yeah, gone, yeah, he exists. Um. um Charlie Whitehurst, I believe, started a game at one point. Or maybe he uh, just came in in relief. I could be wrong on that. Did uh, Oh, um, what's his name? Come on, Kurt. Um, Seneca Wallace. Okay, good, good. Seneca Wallace was one, yes. Oh, um, Deshaun Kaiser, that's what I'm thinking of. Deshaun Kaiser, yes, the poor guy. The year they went 0-16. RG3. RG3, I love RG3. Um, I, do, I know. We've tried our hardest to find a way to get him on this show, so stay tuned for that if we can ever pull that off. Um, 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 let's see. There was one in, one in 2000. Tyrod, yeah. Duh. Oh, Derek Anderson. 
Oh, yep, yep, yep. Derek Anderson. He was the he led them to a their last ten one season in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, Charlie Fry. Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn, yes. All right. Uh, so how many do we have? starts. Wait, maybe I spelled Whedon wrong. It didn't show up. There it is, Brandon Whedon. Okay, 21 starts from 2010 to 2020. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Holy heck. Uh, I'm, running, All right. I'm running dry here. Um, Jeff Garcia. Oh, I was just going to say that from the Madden cover. I remember it. Yes. Um, Jeff Garcia. Eight games in 2016. Oh, oh, what the hell was his name? Yeah, That's Jacksonville yeah, after. Dilfer ever play for them? Who? Trent Dilfer. I feel like Trent he- Dilfer, yes. I feel like he did. That, Trent that, Dilfer. Might be, that might be the last name for me. I don't know. Trent Dilfer, yeah. There was one. Oh, man, that's going to really bother me. Um, Cody Kessler. Uh, okay. <laughs> he went to Jacksonville after. Um, that, oh, that year Josh that, McCown. Didn't Josh McCown? Yeah, Josh McCown, yeah. Um, four starts in 2010. 2010. Where the hell would, the hell would that be? I'm trying to run through, like, jersey numbers in my head to see if I can remember any. Oh my God! Eight starts. Um, I think uh, ex Bills quarterback Thad Lewis played for Thad Lewis. I think the Bill, or I think he played for Cleveland before the Bills. Yeah, Thad Lewis, one game in 2012. Yeah, because I think I remember right, there was, him in a Cleveland jersey. That's why I remember. There uh, was one who got one start in 2017. I think I'm. I might be out of names. I don't know how much time. I'm going through the. Quiz? We've got three minutes. We've got 20 of them. 20 out of 30? Okay. That ain't bad. Yeah, we still got time. I, I know for a fact – I think Charlie Whitehurst started a game. I think I just spelled his name wrong. Um, oh, who yeah, else? All right, there's 12 starts. Um, oh, I didn't type in Holcomb yet. Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. All right, so we've got one side completely done, and then the other side is quite barren. I, so I think, eight, I think I'm out. Eight, think. eight starts in 2000. Um, is Tony Banks ever a Brown? That's uh, a good question. That name means nothing to me, so maybe. <laughs> Typed it in and not coming up. All right. So All let's right, see. I we've got what? I give up. One. If you, uh, you, you can keep. I going. mean, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep trying. We've got nine more. Eight starts in 2000. That one's gonna. That one's gonna bother me. I don't know. Um, your Browns and Steelers played each other twice a year for your whole life. Yeah, I know. So yeah, so I remember quite a bit of you saw a come and gone. I saw quite a few different quarterbacks. That is correct. Mm. Four starts in 2010. Who would that be? That that one will. Who was there be a little bit of 2010? Was that? Uh, I thought was McCoy was there. I think he got hurt. Who was, was it? Derek Anderson era around then at that time, I believe. Derek Anderson's last year was '09. Okay, so so it would have been after him. When did Brady Quinn get drafted? Oh seven. Seven? I don't know. I'm... His last year was also oh nine. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. We got two forty-five. Right. Let's see. Let's name them off. We missed nine of them, right? Yeah. So I hit the old give up button. I'm gonna be so mad at myself whenever <laughs> I see some of these. All right, it's loading right now. If it ever comes up. Man, dude. Sorry, Cleveland fans. That's that's rough. Doug Peterson, eight games in 2000. Huh. What do you know? All right. Oh, Eagles head coach. Jake DeLome. Damn it. Jake DeLome, is that the name you're uh, for? Yes, 2010, Jake DeLome. Huh. 
And then, let's see, three starts in 2008 was Ken Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Two starts in 99 was Ty Detmer. Austin Davis had two starts in 2015. Kevin Hogan, one start 2017. Oh, that's the one in 2017. Okay. Spurgeon win. That was the guy in 2000 I was trying to think of. Right. Connor Shaw, one start 2014. Bruce Gridkowski, one start in 2008. Is that all of them? Wow. That is all of them. All right, well, 20, what, would we get 21 or 20? We got 21. Okay, that's, that's good. I'm proud of that. That ain't bad. Yeah, I'm proud of that effort. So that's a, that's a, good, a good way to wrap up the show with a little bit of testing our own knowledge. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess this is the part where we plug our Twitters and whatnot and talk about what we've got going on. So I'll let you start with that. There is not a whole lot going on right now. We have training camp coming up pretty soon, but uh... – I hope we get dates for when teams start to report soon. I don't know if we know the dates yet, do we? I don't. Think. Yeah, I don't think so because I was in touch with a future guest agent, which we'll keep hidden until that is made official. Um, so we've got to wait to see official dates when they report. Um, we don't know that quite yet, but it, hopefully it will be in July. And if yeah. you want to, if you want to keep up with my uh, positivity tweets, I'm on day 86 mm. of doing positivity tweets. Tyrod Taylor Taylor quoted my tweet yesterday, but uh, so you can find me at Kurt K U R T Hamaser H A U M E S S E R 88 for all that kind of stuff. And then once the season gets going, we'll have some fun. So find me there. And Jarrett, where can they find you? Uh, Well, I stole your idea and started doing some Steelers memory box things. Uh, It's it's a lot of fun. So um, yeah, find me J Bailey NFL on Twitter. Um, All Steelers content, NFL content, um yeah just released a piece on fan sided the other day uh the biggest headline for all 32 nfl teams so check us out there on twitter we'll see you next time on laces out thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube 